Hey everyone, Britty here. Uh, doing things a little bit differently and popping in before the program to say a couple quick things. Mainly that this episode was the first game we recorded after about a year-long hiatus. Um, and as to be expected, we ran into some technical difficulties. Uh, you may be able to hear, but Daniel's audio is a little janky this episode. Uh, she's re-recorded narrative lines and NPC lines, but I thought it was important to keep as much genuine and authentic gameplay as possible, so there will be some moments with a slight dip in audio quality. Additionally, Christine Savage from Green Mountain Mysteries helped us out by recording lines for an NPC in this game. Thank you so much, Christine. And if you haven't listened to Green Mountain Mysteries, I highly encourage you to check them out. Um, I'm also not going to do an ad break th this episode, so music credits and social media links can be found in the episode description. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Are you ready? Let's roll the dice. that your time since the encounter at Parabor has been, um, shall we say, difficult. The Lich Queen has figured out that for some reason she can't directly, personally affect you with her magic. Weird how that happened. But therefore she has sent her minions to pursue you across the land. In the time since you left Parabor, you have faced all kinds of nasties up to and including a whole ass necromancer. And as everything has gotten more dangerous, you have done your best to go to ground while continuing your quest, but you just keep getting, um, what did you call it, Sergia? Made. And I think I figured out why. Have any of you ever heard the name of Athenio Delise? Yeah, I thought so. Many bards at this point have penned songs of the magic assholes, not the least of which is your old pal Tyranny Faleef. Unfortunately, while well, with one thing and another possibly due to being cursed by a demon, his music has sucked lately. But, something that has really taken off is a play detailing the fantastic adventures of the magic assholes. A story of wonder and excitement and just so much made up bullshit. Now most of it is silly, but it has gotten really popular. Which is probably why you're unable to hide in conventional places. And this is not to say that I haven't appreciated your company here, guys, but here's the thing. For one thing, you're in the middle of the mountains where the last blockbuster closed a hundred years ago and nobody cares about popular media, so no one's gonna know who you are. B2, you have a lich to get defeating. And thirdly, you should probably find your sister before said lich finds your sister. And last but certainly never least, you guys cheat at cards, and I regret ever asking you to hang out. The three of you are sitting on the floor of the dream bodega with the bodega cat playing whatever Skylark's equivalent of poker is. And I'm not saying that the bodega cat is necessarily right about you guys cheating, but somebody definitely has more cards than they should, and it's not the bodega cat. You guys have been hiding out in the dream bodega for a while, but it seems that the bodega cat is getting tired of your shit. Mr. Bodega Cat, um, I really, really do appreciate all of your, um, graceful hostingness. Um, we don't want to overstay our welcome, it's just, it's really hard to go out there and, you know, face everything that's going on right now. Been there, done that. Last time I was out there, it was pretty hairy, so I do get it. But... You want us to leave. 
Well, I'm not saying I want you to leave, but I am saying that if Sayersha wins any more of my mimics in this freaking game, I won't have a workforce anymore. So do with that what you will. I can't take them with me wherever I, I go. So, I mean, they, they stay here. I just, they're my buddies. And, um, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Do you have anything in this bodega that you know specifically where it is that could help us, like, cast Disguise Self or something like that? Um, that could be really useful. Uh, Sayosha, you're you're a wizard. Can't you already do that? I can, but it costs a lot of um, mental stress. I guess is the proper way to say it. Um, also, it's really hard to hide a dragonborn. No offense, Hickson. Well, that's what I'm saying. If we found something like an amulet or something that automatically casts it, I know they they exist. I've read about them. Um, I don't know if they have them here though. Do you BC? Here's the thing. With the amount that y'all have been in the bodega lately, it's stretching even my generosity to keep giving you random, really powerful shit. So, I got you a couple things that I thought you might like. Presents! A little present, and also kind of an encouragement to get back on the horse, as it were. Are you giving us a horse? No. Oh my god. I mean, I probably could if you really wanted one, but I think you might like the other thing I got you better. Oh, I was just, I thought we were, like, guessing. And I, you're, you know, you do with all the riddles, so I thought that that was a clue. Well, alas, not so much. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Perry is looking, like, at Ixon, like, what? What? <laughs> In what universe? Listen, no, every time we're supposed to leave, there's a riddle, and so I just imagine that Bodega Cat's, like, putting the riddle before the horse. We get a horse. Look, with the amount that you guys have been in and out of here, you should be really good at riddles by now, so the riddle getting out of here should basically be no problem. Anyway, who wants a present? All right. I'm excited about it. I do. So, Perry, I got you, um, well, it... Seems kind of basic and underwhelming, but I still thought you should have it. What with your whole um, walking armory aesthetic you got going. I do have a walking armory. So I got you a bag of holding. <gasps> oh my gosh, a bag of holding. Oh man, I can put all my stuff in here. It's going to be way less heavy. So Perry now has a bag of holding. Um, a bag of holding, the mouth of it is uh, two feet in diameter. Uh, it's about four feet deep, and it can hold up to 500 pounds. It weighs 15 pounds, regardless Holy of what's in it. shit. Daniel just wants me to get a bag of holding so I can just not look like a monstrosity. So that's Harry. Who's next? Sayersha. Um, I was just about to say you should go. Uh, maybe we should rocks, paper, scissors. Okay, you're on. One, two, three, go. Uh, paper... Beats rock! That means you go. That. Because I choose. I guess. I'm ready for my horse! Um, a little bit smaller than a horse. So the thing the bodega cat brings out, it's a necklace. It's a pendant on a, a pretty little chain. A horse-shaped pendant? Oh my god. It is in the shape of uh, two golden hands holding a red gem. If you hold the red gem up to your eye, you can just see in the refraction of the light a pony inside. Oh my yes. god! <laughs> this is a pendant of wound closure. Uh, Ixen, when, when you wear this pendant, you stabilize whenever you are dying at the start of your turn. In addition, whenever you roll a hit die to regain hit points, the pendant doubles the number of hit points it restores. I know this isn't really your aesthetic when it comes to, like, accessorizing, but I thought it might come in handy while, you know, battling a lich. Appreciated. Thank you. And last but not least is Sayersha. And the bodega cat pulls out a book. Book? Just a fairly normal book. Oh, you know my favorite thing. I know that you lost all of your non-magical stuff, and that meant all of your books, and that made you sad, so I got you this. It doesn't really have a cool name, but I've been calling it the Tome of Many Things. If you write the name of a book on the first page, it becomes that book for one hour. Sayersh is just stunned. Like, I'm just, I'm just kind of, like, mouth open, staring blankly, just, like, at you broke her. 
You just broke her. <laughs> if you don't like it, I can take it back and you can pick something else out. That's fine. No, 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 it's fine. It's I, like she just like grabs it and like pulls it close. Like it's fine, it's fine. It's it's it, it's it's really it's it's, it's so nice. <laughs> it's, it's thank you so much for taking care. <laughs> this is the nicest thing that was ever gotten for me. <laughs> figuring out what's actually going in the bag of holding has like dumped everything across the bodega not everything but like Jesus has taken Christ. Like, like the long sword and the quarter staff and the no the bow is still on no i lied okay so the long sword and the morning star and i feel like those two things are going to go in the bag i feel like just because they're really big. And also, a Perry uses the quarterstaff to, like, walk. And now you guys are even more entrenched here as you figure out your new toys. Great. I did a good job. No, we'll be, we'll be going. We'll be going. Oh, oh. She's still, she's still crying. Ixen <laughs> <laughs> just, like... <laughs> Pat Sayersha. <laughs> Would you perhaps like to answer a riddle or do we want to cry some more? I love like that very much. I think she says she's good to answer a riddle. I, yes, I think so that's what I'm going to answer a question. I need a paper bag. Can I grab something off the shelf? Yeah, I, I feel like like Ixen reaches for something <laughs> and the bodega cat goes, oh, not that one. Oh, not that. Okay, that, yeah, that one's fine. One of uh, Sayersha's many uh, mimics. There's a little swat that happens like down. Stop. <laughs> Imagine they're all just kind of like clustered around her, just like. What is it with you and attracting small, impressionable things like first the mushrooms and now my mimics and I don't know, Perry? Huh? Hey, just so you know, we adopted Sayersha, not the other way around. I mean, technically, you guys read it to me. And he just has me to join. Sayersha? Sayersha? God. Right. He's trying to explain uh, You need to stop talking just for a second. And here, breathe into this. <sighs> I think I'm okay now. Bodega Cat wants us to leave, so we should probably leave. I don't necessarily mean to throw you guys out. I know that things are hard. But things are also getting pretty serious right now. And there's only so much that I can do to help from the dream plane, so I would encourage you, gently, to perhaps move your butt. Well, we can't leave until you give us a riddle. That's just tradition at this point. Yes, I would like a riddle very much. So the bodega cat pulls down the riddle book. I planned this one. I know exactly which one I'm going to give you this time. So the riddle is, I am always in front of you, but cannot be seen. What am I? The future? Your nose. Your nose or the future? Your nose or the future, sure. I had a couple of different answers. Your nose was never one of them. Did you know you're actually seeing your nose all the time? Your brain just deletes it anyway. The future is correct. Love you. Bye. So the three of you leave the dream bodega and you wake up. You are not at an inn this time. You're actually camped outside of town because you're tired of, you know getting recognized every time you walk into town. But like the Bodega Cat said, this town is in the middle of nowhere, so you probably have a decent chance of getting away anonymously. This is a little one-stop lamp town called Rogaine. Rogaine is on the side of a mid-sized mountain overlooking a valley, kinda on the other side of the mountain from the Merriam Vale, if that helps at all. You are here for a couple of reasons. One is that in the course of your journeys, you acquired another card from the Deck of Many Things, which has deeded you a small keep here in the mountains, which is pretty sweet. But there is a more pressing matter. So the Lich Queen knows now that she can't touch you, and her minions have been doing a terrible job at taking you thus far. But, she figured, she can get a hold of your families. 
Now, Perry, you've heard from Zara and the rest of your sisters who still live at the Yeseni ancestral home, and they have fled into the forest. They've done the halfling thing and become one with nature, and she will never find them. The only sister that you haven't heard from so far is your little sister, Lily. Lily is an estate manager somewhere in the mountains, but where is kind of iffy because she moves around a lot. So you've been hiking the mountains for the last little while, avoiding civilizations and knocking over mansions to find your sister. So far, no dice. But this next one, you now own. You are here in Rogaine for supplies and food and directions and whatever other mess y'all are going to come up with. As you make your way into the town, you can see that it consists of the tavern, the blacksmith shop, and the general store. The people who live in the town live in huts scattered together around the edges of the larger buildings, kind of close to the mine. This is, can I tell you, this is barely a town, but it is the largest group of people that you have seen in quite a while. But they are really suspicious of outsiders, especially those who are asking about the keep, so you keep getting these like sidelong stares in the street. Speaking of people staring at you, how are you guys doing? I didn't ask this at the top of the episode, and I should have. How are you guys holding up with this whole being on the run thing? Sersha uh, has had a lot of time to process everything that happened um, and all of this new, like, infamy, I guess, or f- famey. I don't know what to call it, but it's... It's something that she's not used to, obviously, and it's also something that she's not, she doesn't particularly like. Uh, She is happier that the bard's songs and plays are a lot, like, more positive um, right now uh, than things that they have heard before. They're still not exactly right, Um, (laughs) but... Yeah, and we know our our little tiny elf loves um, accuracy and truthfulness. Given all this time, it's she's come to a lot of terms with like the loss that she's experienced and the fact that she still has Perry and Nixon. Throughout everything, if nothing else, this is the bond forged in fire that she's going to have forever and she will do anything to keep that and to prevent them from coming to harm. And she's done a lot of research and this new book, the reason why it made her like so exactly cry is because she could do a lot of research remotely now and not like have to put them in danger to try to figure out new spells or figure out new information. She wants to be better, but she's not sure what she has to be better than. Perry's used to, like, you know, forging through with the trio. This somehow became very Lord of the Rings-esque with the whole forged in fire thing. Perry is, like, okay in this trio, but then all of a sudden, like, the Lich Queen is like, LOL, I'm coming after your family. And Perry's like, oh, bitch, no, you ain't, though! (laughs) So, like, Perry is definitely, like, frustrated. Like, homie, you can come after me, but once you touch my family, we are gonna have a long talk. And by talk, I mean I'm gonna stab you a lot with daggers. Perry is, like, frustrated and fully annoyed and just kind of done. Like, yeah, great, we had this mission and that was good. And then all of a sudden, like, my uh, home for however long is, like, was burned to the ground and all of my favorite people were kidnapped. And now the Lich Queen wants to kill my family. Great. Fantastic. I love it. Not really. Like, she's, she just, she just wants, like... To, like, make sure her sister is okay, and then just be like, I, we, I just, I want to, like, be done now. Like, I think she's just done. She's, like, at the point where, like, I'm repeating myself. I'm sorry, she's freaking angry at the Lich Queen so bad, though. Like, please don't come after my family. My parents literally died. No. 
I think the like best way to describe kind of what's going on is like she's decided that she has a new um like mission. You know, we can talk day in and day out about how the mission is to like defeat the liches by putting together back the lich king to defeat the lich queen with all the cards. So we got to fight the necromancers who have the cards. Like there's, you know, there's stuff in place and all that. Um but Ixen's like mission now I think is just to protect her friends in whatever nonsense that they all get up to because I think that she's found a lot in the last you know few bits of the adventure is that like her her training never was supposed to allow her the like leadership position even though that's kind of what she thought. Like, her training is in, in inherently in being the best kind of guard for a group that she can be. And, and there's, you know, there's definitely some, some of her training tied up with religion and how that is effective within the situation. But I think a lot of her just basic training at the school was like how to effectively be put in place as like a protection unit. And I don't think she necessarily tells anybody this. I think she just just continues on um, as if everything's kind of fine, even though they know things are a little tense. Um, I think she's starting to realize more too that protecting people doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be on guard physically the whole time. Um, I think she's learned a little bit that, like, protecting people sometimes means protecting them from themselves, and sometimes that means getting them out of their own heads when they're caught up thinking about, you know, the th- things that are detrimental to their health and safety. So I think that, like, the conversation in the bodega is very indicative of kind of how she's been lately, is, like, really just trying to find some places to put a little levity and like things are always going to be tense but what what can she do to to protect the people in her party that will help in in the long run protect everybody so this is where everybody is at as you enter the bustling little village you know, hamlet of Rogaine and as i said Rogaine consists of the tavern the blacksmith shop and the general store Pretty much exclusively. So, is there anywhere you guys would like to go? Now, I have a really important question. This town, is everyone very hairy? Or very bald. Or very bald. Good question, yes. It depends on the person you meet. Some are one, some are the other. But there is no person okay. here with an average amount of hair. <laughs> okay, noted. Noted, noted. Oh, wait! Yo, really fast. We gotta know if Ixen has a beard today. Ixen always has a beard. Ixen has Ixen still wears this damn hat. There's no there's no rolling of it. Maybe it's bigger. Wait, I didn't know if like you shaved it or not. I couldn't Mm-mm. remember if you'd made that decision. So like basically Ixen fits in more here than like Sayer should. Ixen doesn't have real hair. Ixen is covered <laughs> in scales. But the beard. The beard is I, I was imagining like a lizard beard. Oh, oh my god. Like a oh bearded god. dragon, like a real lizard. Oh my god, that's so amazing. Y'all. A bearded it's dragon. Gullet. Yes. I didn't think of that at all. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, I do want to say that I've decided that Perry's hair currently looks like Kirsten from American Girl Dolls with like the little like braid loop things. That's what Perry's rocking currently in this moment. Is there any part of this town that would have, like, uh, the equivalent of state records? So Rogaine is not really, like, a a city city. It's a shitty mining town at best. So there are not a lot of, like, records to keep um, or places to keep them. But 
the general store is probably going to be your best bet as far as record keeping goes. If everyone's okay with this, I feel like Ixon's kind of already like shuffling everyone off to the general store because it's like, yeah. we've been out, we've been camping a lot, we really haven't been in contact with people for a while. It's like, we need to res- resupply, we need to go in here. Also, when you the general store is the person that has the most business, so they would have the most information about True. whatever. True, and would have the most reason to talk to outsiders. Are we going to do any kind of disguising before we go in? My thought was that we could find disguises inside. Well, that would have us be made in the town before. We're we're already there. We're already in the town. Okay, yes, but have we been seen by anyone? People People are staring at you because you don't belong here. So far, you don't get the feeling that anyone knows you from TV. Um, okay, uh, what are our secret society names? <laughs> I feel like this is something we would have talked about so far. Dr. Snuffles. Um, no. Jesus. Take it again. The Kung Take it again. No. King. And. No. Take it again. No. <laughs> and Ixen. To take and- it a third time. <laughs> Who's who? Uh, obviously Sayers is Ixen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't think that they would use any real names, because, like, the first thing that came into my mind is using names of people that we've met in the past, but I don't think we would want to put anyone like that in danger. However, No, so however, just, like, random however, names. However, play with me here. Mm-hmm, in the space. Uh, we're gonna play in the space. What if we all had a name of a previous companion's company that we enjoyed left of center? For example, um, Dr. Carrie J... Shovel. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then I'm trying to think of a good one for Tierney. Tree Tree Tim Treefin. Treefindale. No! <laughs> I was gonna say Timpany, honestly. Timber. I like Timpany. Timpany, no, Timpany so is good. good. It's also a musical instrument. Wait, okay. How about this? How about this? Left of center. I will give I will give Dr. Carrie J. Shovel to someone for free if they want it. Otherwise I will use it. Use it. Use it. Okay. Alright, everybody else is gotta have one, and I will write them down. Chandler was Runa. Mm-hmm. What's um What's a thing that are like runes? Rune B. Um, Ruby. Ruby. Okay. Ruby. That's it. That's the one. Doctor right. Carrie right, Shovel, Harry. Ruby, and... You can just shorten it to Doc. Oh, I do like Doc. Which is great, because you have a hat of dwarven kind! <laughs> Get out! Thank you! I will leave now! I still think that Doctor Shovel, to, to those who don't know her very well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I gotta choose Timpani Tree Branch. I just feel like it's, All right. it's so good. I love it. And they can just, and then it's just, it's just Timmy for short. You guys make the informed decision to head to the general store. Uh, the general store is the best, the, hmm, the most well-built building in town. Um, it's made of stone. If there's any brick nerds out there, the pattern is monk bond. And there is a wooden porch. And on this porch is standing a halfling. Uh, She is wearing uh, a simple, like, flower sack kind of dress. She's super pregnant. And she is armed. She levels her crossbow at you and says, Now, what exactly the hell are you doing in my town? Uh, No need for it. No need for that. We are we are just here to pick up a few fucking supplies. God damn that roll. What is that? <laughs> that was an eleven on charisma. Oof. That's and that's with a plus I mean, too, my friend. Technically better than average. We don't get a lot of strangers around these parts, so you're gonna have to come up with a little bit of a better explanation than that. Hi. Um question. Have you seen a halfling such as myself? But not. Uh, same height, probably a little bit taller. Little lighter hair. Angular jaw. Very gorgeous. I don't know what she looks like right now, honestly. She's my sister. She lowers the crossbow a little bit and she goes, Your lily sister? (laughs) Yeah. Well, shit. Well, if I'd known that, I wouldn't have aimed this damn bow at you. Come in, all three of you. 
I know. She's so lovely, isn't she? She's honestly the nicest out of all of us. Can I tell you? <laughs> I got the hell of a crush on her, but... Oh, yeah, no, everybody does. It's okay. She has one of those faces and one of those personalities. Ain't it the truth. So, you guys go into the general store. It's, you know, it's well lit. It's well stocked. As you go in, you disturb uh, a little white duck that was standing by the door. And so, runs back to the lady halfling's feet quacking kind of mad that y'all bothered him and she goes and she puts the crossbow on the counter and she goes when lily first moved in here she and i got real close i was hoping it was kind of moving on to something else but i ain't seen her around recently you guys in town to visit uh yeah we uh just haven't heard from her in a while thought i'd stop by i knew she said she was that uh she uh was working and living around here, so... She ain't been into town in a hot little minute. The last time she was here, she didn't really speak to me, so... I've been kind of worried about her. I'd sure be obliged if y'all go up there and see what's going on. Well, that's what we're here for. Yeah. I really do miss her. Honestly, I don't see her as much. Well, when's the last time you saw her? Festivus? No, 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 that was the other one. Good try, though. I, I have four. You've only met one, I think. You met Zara, or heard about Zara. But this is Lily. She's the normal one out of all of us, honestly. Normal how? She has, like, a normal job. One's a bard, one's a blacksmith, one's me, and um, the other one's a bartender. Not that I'm not enjoying the family history uh, here, but... Are y'all gonna buy something, or did you just come in here to regale me with tales of how you missed your sister? Because I do too, don't get me wrong, I'm just saying. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, earlier I had rolled a 21 on Charisma. Oh my um, god. Which was a natural 20. But, but like, as soon as I rolled that and I was about to speak, um, Perry started speaking and did the job for us. I'm sorry. Um, so, I, no, that's perfectly fine. It's good. I'm holding that till now. So, now I'm coming in with my Nat 20 and Charismo. Sayersha comes up with, like, a big smile and just, like, as, like, folk charming as you possibly can. Like, if, if she were someone who was not a librarian, perhaps she would have rustic hospitality at this moment. But, uh, so she comes up and she's just like, well, you see, we're sort of on a mission to find the sister so we can bring her back, but, um, we're extremely low on supplies right now. And I know you were saying that you're worried about her too. Is there any way you could help us perhaps get some supplies and things that we might need on the road? Well, Sure. I mean, and a friend of Lily's is a friend of mine, and Lord knows I'm worried about the girls, so please, by all means. Thank you. I did, I wanted to, um, hello, again, um, we appreciate all of your support, and I wanted to say, um, thank you, and also, hello, um, I am, I am Lily's sister, it is nice to meet you, uh, if we, when we find her, I would like to tell her who, in fact, was so worried about her in town. So what's your name? It's nice to meet you. My name's Coriander. Oh my god. I love everything. Hey, since you didn't ask, you are standing in the Sweet Bliss General Store. Oh my god! My children! Give me a history lesson, because I'm at a loop, and I'm sure some people listening to this will be. Everybody's at a loop. I wrote a script. Okay. Uh, sometime in college, ooh, gosh, was it, it was our last screenwriting class, right? So advanced, uh, playwriting, advanced playwriting. Um, and I wrote a script and I called it Nymphomaniacs Anonymous. And you're like, that's really weird, except it's a misnomer. This arc is based off, this is Hugh's arc. This is, so this is based off of a work that Hugh has done. And by based, I mean, I picked all the names from it and there are no similar plot points. So what are we buying at the general store with? coriander's goodwill and perhaps some money so i rolled a five on investigation <laughs> i wanted to see if i could find a disguise 
uh, or something additional to add to our arsenal. And I think instead I've thrown the rug over my body and I'm holding it up <laughs> over my nose. Like, look, you can't tell who I am. That's that's very good, Ixon. Perry is literally on the floor laughing. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't can't see anything. Not at all. All you can see are my eyes. But can you see? See what? Okay. All right. Cool. We're also going to still have to do things like um searching and fighting and you know all that stuff. Um, I'm gonna look around for some uh regular typey supplies and also some uh some of the the, the disguisey type supplies. So if we leave here, I think it's a good start. Maybe if we do some tailoring, it, it would look good, but also maybe the rug is a little bit of a thick fabric. Never mind. Don't worry about it. You look great. Okay, goodbye. Uh, so yeah, I got an 18 on investigation. Um, I'm looking for things like health potions. Um, I'm looking for anything that we could be using for um, disguises. And I'm also looking for anything that's relevant to uh, Lily. So as far as um, health potions go, this general store is actually like fairly well stocked with healing potions because it's a mine and shit happens a lot. They have a rack of healing potions. Um, they even have a couple of potions of greater healing, so you can grab those too if you want. Hell yeah! They have an assortment of like heavy, heavy jackets and heavy gloves that one might perhaps use in a mine. Uh, not a lot of hats. There is one, like, sick-ass mining helmet, if you really want to do that. Perry grabs that mining helmet so quick, look. As far as things specific to Lily, not uh, not a lot here. Not a lot that isn't contained in, you know, okay. Coriander's noggin. Perry picks up the um, the miner's helmet and puts it on and, like, does a little spin. And is like, so? So? How do I look? I can turn the light on, look. It's very bright. You're not supposed to look in the light, Sayushin. Oh, is there anything is there anything you want us to bring to Lily besides like your worry? Mm, if you wouldn't mind. And she uh goes over to her um her receipt book and like tears a page out of the back and writes a quick note on it and folds it over and hands it to you like if you get a chance and you know she seems like she's agreeable, you know, just give her the note and tell her Coriander asked about her. We can do that. I would also like to buy some health potions, please. How much is this helmet? You can have the mining helmet for one GP. I'm giving Coriander an extra four gold pieces because she seems really rad and also likes Lily a lot and uh, Perry thinks it's cute. Tipping is not something that we have to do here, but it's appreciated anyway. She takes it and she reaches down and she puts it into a, a little pouch that the duck is carrying. Can I ask what your duck's name is? Oh, sure you can. His name's Billy Hope. I just realized I actually don't have any money. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why in canon, Ixon just picks up all the health potions. Okay. <laughs> so, so like, Sayersha, like, goes, picks it up, puts it on the counter. <laughs> and Ixon's like, oh, yeah, I'll pay for that. Don't worry. <laughs> I do want to, I do want to see just real quick. So, I think that I would like to purchase... Six health potions. So we have bought the healing potions. We have bought a mining helmet. We have... Are, are you stealing the rug or are you buying it? Or will you put it back? Oh, no. I put the rug back. I just I just needed a little moment to, first of all, <laughs> put my five investigation to use. Actually, you know what? Ixen goes outside and shakes it out first before she puts it back down. Coriander is oddly touched by this gesture. Oh, that was thoughtful. I wasn't gonna shake it out in here. Don't go, don't need to get dust everywhere. It's a tradition, um, for 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 us when we're traveling. Leave it better than you found uh, it. I'm gonna. Yep, yep. Better than you found it. That's what we do. Like I said, we don't get many strangers around here. So as far as I know, you're telling the truth. I just rolled a fifteen on persuasion. So I just go over her and again with like the big smile and everything, and just kind of like a very like serious look as well. Um, serious smiling that, you know, that's a thing. Uh, and I'm just like, now this is a little bit less fun, but I assume you know of some of the unrest that's happening down in the, uh, 
more populated towns. Even we have heard of that, yeah. Well, we're worried that someone might be looking for Lily. If anyone... Someone bad and not us. Yes, if anyone comes through here and is asking about um, us or about her, uh, I just ask that you either say that neither of us were have been around here or... I don't know. I don't want to ask you to lie, but just mum's the word, I guess. They won't get a peep out of me. Now, it has been a while since the King's Guard has patrolled up here. They used to come around a whole bunch, but now it's a little bit slacked off, so we shouldn't have any visitors. But in case we do, I never saw any of you. <laughs> Especially the one wearing a rug. <laughs> That's a real good disguise. All right. Listen, I put it back. <laughs> I clearly have I realized now... That the hat and oh. the beard are the best option. Actually, that reminds me. Um, those jackets over there, how much would they cost? Because we're trying, we're trying to keep as low a profile as possible so we can help out people like Lily and people who are connected to us. So we're trying to make ourselves look not like ourselves. I'll be real with you. I don't think those coats are going to fit you guys. But they run about 20 GPs. I, I was thinking I could use them for, like, sewing. I could tailor them to look a little bit different. Am I buying this for you? Say your I do go over, I turn <laughs> over to Ixin, and I'm just like, I did, however, forget that I magically lost all my money. And I know this sounds like a bad excuse, and I, I guess we don't need it if we don't want to buy it, but, um... I'm already, like... <laughs> I'm already, like, handing Sayersha, like, the three health potions I've already bought for her yeah. specifically. Oh my God. Perry just puts the money on the table at this point. No, I, listen, <laughs> I was giving her the health potions and then I was going to turn around and get the jacket. I've already got it. Oh my God, no, I love it. <laughs> All right. All right. 20? Um, is that out of mine? Wait, are we only buying one or are we buying three? That is the question. Uh, well, Perry, you got your own money, apparently. You should buy two, because I feel like... One will be big enough for Dragonborn, and then the other one will be big enough for the other two. Okay, so I'm going to buy one. So, Economy the Podcast. Economy, yep. it's a podcast within a podcast in which we talk about the economy of Skylark. Yep. How is how's the economy of Skylark doing these days? Uh, well, the GP is up against the dollar this week. Their shoe-based tax did go down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I hand the jacket to Sayersha because... Um, Sayersha's gonna be doing all the, the stuff, so I don't, I, got, I don't know. Alright, so whenever we take uh, our next, like, long rest, Sayersha's gonna do some sewing. Okay, so would that be under performance or survival? Because I want there to be a role for this. What, tailoring a jacket? Making new outfits for us, basically. I guess survival would probably be the closest thing. Alright, let's fucking try this. Mm, 13. Not bad. <laughs> um, I I did in fact just roll a twenty-two. If anybody was interested. Oh my god! <laughs> oh so my uh, Jesus. so you help? Do you want to like all help? <laughs> yeah. Do, I, do you want me to roll for survival? Yeah. Kay. This is a team effort now. It's a team effort. Oh god! If I die because of y'all, okay. I'm gonna fourteen. Jk. We make like a little knitting circle. Yeah, we have a little moment of reprise. I was going to ask, where is the sewing circle taking place? Outside in the woods. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it, it'll be like the next time we have a long rest, basically. So technically not just yet, but um, unless we want to take a little break before we go into anything else. I honestly think that we should like go into the woods, set up camp, sew a little bit, and and maybe discuss kind of... Uh, any Our attack plan? Yeah, if well, I mean, if we even think that there's a need, like to be on edge, I think that that's yeah. probably a good idea for us because I think I think even though we went and we went and stocked up, I don't think that anybody feels comfortable going into an inn at this point. Oh no! Um, and I think that <laughs> I think we are good with weapons at yeah. this point. What I no. think. So I honestly think that I think that Ixen like proposes like as everybody walks out to go and set up camp in the woods. Yeah, agreed. Okay, 
That sounds good to me. Cool. Perry is at home in the woods, so we Gucci. The keep itself is set away from the town, so you would have to like walk a little bit to get there. So do you leave the town like on the way to the keep and camp in the woods just like on the way there? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Y'all pitch your camp up um, out of sight of the of the town, but also out of sight of the keep where you're just kind of alone in the woods together. Set up camp, set up a sewing circle. Um, what's the plan? Okay, so we have an idea of where she might be. Well, sort of. We don't, actually. Um, we have an idea of where she might have been. Um, and we're going up to the keep regardless. Maybe she'll be there. I have a question. Um, uh-huh. So... I feel like um, just because we have this, uh, we kind of have access to this keep, and it seems like no one's really accessed this keep in a while, it seems like that might be a place that Lily might be. But what I'm curious about is, Perry, can you tell us a little bit about your sister? Like, is she the type of sister that has, like, booby trap type deal? Or is she the type of sister that uh, has nice warm cookies upon arrival? Um, she's more of the second one. Cookies! She's oh. definitely a fighter and is less likely to hurt people. Um, she's definitely the nicest out of all of my siblings. Except for maybe, except for maybe Lucy. Lucy's pretty sweet. She's a bard. She also just talks, like, a lot. So. But, um, Lily is very nice, and she's very kind, and she was, like, she's, like, she's, like, the one that is, like, I don't know, she was always, like, a good, like, mom figure. Like, since my parents were always on adventures all the time, I'm, like, that's fine. And, well, is Zara was out doing the blacksmith thing and making money, and Aya was out doing the bartendering thing and making money, so then it was just me and Lily and Lucy. Well, that's really sweet. Now, I have a question for Daniel. Does the name of the book have to be the specific title and author? Specific title, yes. Um, author is not necessary. Okay. Um, I'm going to try one thing. I'm going to write journal and Ina Garten. So you write journal of Ina Garten, close the book, open it back up again. And what you've got on the pages is what looks like the journal of a fairly well-off small town governess. There are notes about meetings that she's had, lists of trade agreements, bunch of tax shit, very mundane stuff, shoe inventories, just really boring stuff to the point where you're looking at it like, oh, cool, this is nothing, great. And you keep flipping and you keep flipping and you get toward the end of the entries. There's an entry that says, bought 15th pair of shoes today, feels good. Almost there, smiley face. And then there's a big blank space and you almost think that's the end but then there is an undated entry. It doesn't look like any of the others. It's not neatly written. It's hastily scrawled as if someone did it when they were very, very angry. And it says, This isn't working. This was stupid to begin with. Fuck it. Fuck it. And then it looks like a page has been torn out, and that's all there is. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Um, I am going to bring this information to the group now. I did something on a whim. I didn't actually know if it would work or not. You guys should take a look at this. As far as I can tell, it actually is the writing of the Lich Queen herself. I think that she's doing what she's doing because she's trying to get something specific. And now I'm thinking it has something to do with shoes more than... I had ever considered possible before because I thought that was sort of a one-off joke by our GM. So, um... <laughs> Currently, I have two theories. Uh, one, old Ina Garten was possessed by evil shoes. That one's... I'm not sure if that's anything. Two, she's looking for something specific that could change something. I know that doesn't... That's very vague. 
and that doesn't really help in much. But um, I, that's just a running, it's just a running theory. Just to just to pause, like she said, the th shoes were good, and then like it blanked out, and then she got angry. I mean, look at right here, like there was something ripped out, and. Right before it, she was like, new shoes, how, who dis? She could have just had, like, a bad pair of shoes. Like, I don't really wear shoes, but, like, I imagine if they're just tight, you just get upset. Well, yes, but, I mean, she has that weird shoe tax, right? Could we put a piece of parchment over and, like, do the the thing, the thing like they do in all the, like, parch in all the, like, movie scrolls? Well, I'm sure we can try. But I don't know how well this book mimics the book that it became. But let's try it. Um, so I guess we take another piece of paper from outside the book, because I don't want it to change. And then we lightly rub a charcoal piece over it to see if it reveals any information of a missed page. Oh my god, y'all. We're at 11 and 10. Can I try and seven. Oh my god, seven. we're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Uh, wait, no, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna cast Prejudication to make it, like, appear brighter. Yeah, I'm making the whatever it is appear, like, more contrast. <laughs> I'm just heightening the levels, straightening the curves. You, you do this fun gravestone trick, and the impressions that you get are not enough to be legible, but you can tell that this was not a note, it was a letter. Oh, there's enough writing there to where you can see that it was a letter, but you can't tell anything that was written because the impression is just too faint. All right. So does that mean whatever letter she sent wasn't working? Maybe not anything to do with the shoes. Perhaps that's a red herring. Well, we have this book for an hour. Uh, I guess I was sort of hoping that maybe if she had done any like recent writing out to people, we could have a bit of an advantage and hope to catch someone off at the pass. But I guess that wouldn't be in her personal journal. Ixen just holds up part of the jacket and is like, you didn't want it to have sleeves, right? I, I mean, maybe not necessarily sleeves. I'm but kidding. Like... I got a 22 on survival. I'm doing whatever you want me to do. Okay. 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 <laughs> I like draw out the like designs I have for everyone's outfits and they're reflective of our new, like the fact that we're multi-classed and much more powerful and we get our cool upgrade costumes and I'll draw them soon. Mostly I just wanted to draw new costumes. You wake up the next morning, you have cool new outfits, and y'all set out on the road to the keep. You come around the last bend and finally behold Lemaeus Keep. It's a shell keep, a round tower of a castle sitting in the center of a wide moat. One edge of the moat is fed by a mountain river, the other side shears off into a waterfall that plunges down the mountainside. The keep itself is unremarkable. Weathered gray stone that has definitely seen better days, kind of moss-grown. It looks harmless, you know, pretty normal. But there's this creeping feeling that comes over you as you look at it that something is not quite right here. You can't put your finger on it, but everything just seems off. Ixen, I guess, doesn't see shit because <laughs> she just rolled a ten. You you see exactly like what I just idiot. said. That's it. Da -da. Yep, I see yeah. it. I see a keep with a bridge up. Looks normal to me. I know everything about keeps. Oh, I got a twenty-two on insight. Sayersha, you are you're looking up at the keep and I'm using my famous squint of suspicion. You just you just have this feeling that something isn't right something's something's off here and the longer you look at the keep the more that you can see like was that was that movement in a window wait a minute i think there's i think there's eyes in that arrow slit great mm. i think uh oh no that's just a curtain that was just a curtain there is definitely movement coming from inside that the place oh good um i will tell this to <laughs> Uh, to my my friends, hushed in whispers. uh hushed whispers. So I'm told I'm told this right. Yes. Um, I think there's definitely some people in there, um, or something's in there. How far away would you say the castle is? The moat's about sixty feet across. 
Does the water look dangerous? It is flowing to a waterfall that falls off the side of the mountain, so it is dangerous in that respect, but it doesn't look like there's things that are going to eat you in it, if that makes sense. If we're So if we're at the edge of the moat, and you said 60 feet, um, I would like to use d- my divine sense, my divine sense um, to detect forces, celestial fiend or undead. So Ixen, you, you um, open your third eye and you reach out with your divine sense, and it feels like you have been slapped across the face because this place is very undead. Just everything in there is pinging undead. There's not like a specific, you can sense there's four vampires in there or anything. It's just everything feels undead and you can't really specify one piece of it from another. Well, there's a lot of undead in there. Do you have anything that um, does holy damage? My radiant great guns. Well, okay, well, we can use those guns then, um, and we can, uh, that, that is more effective against undead things? Yeah, like these ones, like the ones right, right, yeah, right, look at, right here. Oh, oh, you yes. mean your yep. arm guns. Yes. Yes. We've talked about okay. this. We've talked about We did, this. I remember, I was just thinking about the moat and possible ways we could get through it, um, but... I understand now. Um, so my two thoughts are um, I could either cast a spell that makes us all able to breathe water so we can go through the moat and not have to worry about that. Um, that looks really fast, Sersha. I don't know if it's not still water there. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Um, so, hey, Perry, do you have any rope? Uh, yeah. I have 30 feet of it. Ixen, do you have... What do you, can you clue me in? Um, if I were to take the rope and we anchor it on this side, um, and then I shoot it, it attached to my arrow into the wall, we could theoretically have at least a rope that we could hold across if we swim, um, through the water. Um, that still doesn't give us a lot or we could zip line. Well, yes, but then we'd have to be from up high, so I guess we would have to climb a tree first. That would give us a little bit more advantage stealth-wise, because I don't think with all of the undead that you're sensing and the spooky, spooky eyes that I keep seeing, I would prefer us to not be seen right away if we haven't been already so I guess let's go find a tree to climb. So as as Perry is digging through her bag looking for, for rope or string, or uh, there is a voice from inside the bag that goes, you know, you also have the head of a necromancer in this bag who can do things to help. Well, okay, what, what, what? You could polymorph and you could turn into a giant bird again. And carry us in. Probably carry you, carry Perry. I can't carry that. Sorry, sir. Not happening. It's okay. I'm just far too much to be carried by any one bird. But you could grip it. What? By the husk? Sorry. (laughs) Get out of my face. Don't make a fucking Monty Python joke. I'm sorry. And also, I'd like to point out, I do have experience with the undead. Technically, kind of am one, I guess. Oh, that's existential. Let me think about that forever, never. Okay. I don't like to think of you as undead, David. I like to think of you as just not really alive. How are we doing this? Are we ziplining? I think that sounds fun. So we're ziplining across. Somebody make a ranged weapons attack to stick the arrow in the wall. 18. Got it. Nine piercing. So Perry shoots the shot. Arrow embeds itself into the wall. You've secured your rope. I cast Featherfall. I cast Invisibility. Everybody make a acrobatics check with advantage. Mm, 21. 15. God! It's 12 <laughs> 12. Not fair! So gets across that thing like you would not believe. Ixen takes a little bit longer because Ixen is heavier. Pe- Perry... Does really good the first half, gets to the knot, and has to, like, go over the knot. Perry <laughs> loses her grip, 
starts gently floating towards the river. Uh, as she's falling, David falls out of the bag and casts Polymorph in the air, turns into a giant eagle, snatches Perry, and flies with her to the wall top. All right, now that we're on top of the keep, I'm gonna, like, also grab the rope. How? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Okay, I'm gonna use Mage Hand to untie it. <laughs> you can't use Mage Hand, it's too far. The three of you have come over the wall as if you are raiding the place, and now you're all standing around arguing about how to get your rope back. As you're all standing there looking back across the moat trying to figure out how to get the rope back, you're not paying much attention to what is behind you, but suddenly you are made very aware of someone behind you as you hear a crossbow bolt being drawn back, and a low voice say, You've got about five seconds to tell me who you are and what the fuck you're doing here. you like the Dresden Files novels, tabletop role-playing games, improv, adventure, or butt jokes? If not, I don't know if we can help you. Hi there, this is Michael, the host and game master for Green Mountain Mysteries, a Dresden Files RPG actual play podcast about four ersatz heroes fighting wizards and monsters in Burlington, Vermont. Come for the grand urban fantasy adventure full of diverse characters. Stay for the many butt jokes. Seriously, one of the players is playing a proctologist. It's just mwah, chef's kiss. You can listen to new episodes of Green Mountain Mysteries every Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.